What's up, Chalk Nation? Uh, welcome back to the Real Chalk Podcast. Just sitting here, beautiful Saturday morning in Newport Beach, California. Just got done getting my ass kicked at Chalk uh, Saturday Team Wad. And now it's time to finish up this podcast, get it out to you guys. So this week's episode, uh, it's just something about that came up a lot, just in conversation with me and Ryan, and Ryan gets asked this question all the time. So we figured, perfect example, to take something and just make a podcast off of it. Basically, you guys get the gist of it pretty fast as the episode starts, but it's all about if you are going to the right gym and how to know if you're going to the right gym, or even if you're moving to a new place, how to find the right gym. What am I looking for? What are the signs that my gym is a good gym and it's the right place for me? So we'll just jump right back into the episode. As always, guys, we're going to appreciate all of the ratings, all of the reviews, all of that stuff that you guys can leave us underneath the episodes, whether you're listening on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, or just on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff just really helps the episode and lets us know that we're doing a good job. All right, fun with the episode. All right, party crew, uh, your favorite tag team is back on the mic. Woo uh, Yaya here with Ryan Fish. Uh, so this has kind of come up in conversation a lot, and Ryan gets asked about this a lot, so we figured this would be a great topic for a podcast. Just wanted to kind of chat about, are you going to the right gym? Is your gym doing the right things? Um, even if you have been at the gym for a while, how to kind of like identify if things are going the right way, or if you're completely new to CrossFit, how to kind of, or new to an area, how you can... Um, kind of have a checklist to go about and see what gym is right for you. I'll let you take it from here. Right on. So um, big topic today. Uh, most important thing when it really comes to uh, joining a gym is going to just be which one is the right one for me? Which one is the best one? Um, am I going to the right one? That's basically the thing that goes through everybody's mind. And I think that a lot of people who are even at a gym right now are wondering if they're at the right gym. So uh, we got a couple bullet points that we're going to go over, and I think the first one, um, since I own a gym and uh, I do the day-to-day stuff, I think the biggest thing to talk about is just the vibe of the gym. Uh, A lot of people ask me, like, how Chalk got so successful, Um, how is it so cool in the gym? I don't have the biggest space in the world, I don't have uh, the gnarliest athletes in the world, but... but the CrossFit Games have been in LA for a long time, and I've had tons and tons of drop-ins and they always say the same thing every single time they say man the vibe in your gym is awesome uh the workouts here are awesome your coaches are awesome um that's something that really not every gym has and i've been to a ton of gyms and i'm sure yaya has too where you actually heard about this gym for years or months and like man you couldn't wait to go there and when you got there it was nothing like you expected um I hate to call gyms out, but I remember going to Invictus for the first time. Like I had just moved to California from Utah, and I went to that gym, and I literally was like just expecting to have the greatest experience of my whole life. And maybe it's different now. I don't want to like hate on them or anything, but they didn't bump the music really loud. Um, everybody kind of had like a weird kind of stigma uh, about them. I don't know. It just it didn't have. They were really fucking good. <laughs> everybody there was really good. But it didn't have the really fun, free-flowing vibe that I personally wanted. So, I mean, maybe if I was, uh, you know, really young in college and I just wanted to just hammer it and that was the vibe that I wanted, then maybe I'd like that. But 
and that, and that's another point is you know some people want that and some people want to have more fun so i think that's another reason why trying your neighboring gyms is a really 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 big deal <clears throat> and um i always compare picking your gym to like picking your spouse or picking your house or picking your car it should be something that you put a lot of time in like you've never just like searched a car one time and you're like oh yeah fuck yeah that's it i'm paying sticker let's go like you're always like ah oh, i don't know and then you're like you know like all, all of your friends hate you because you've been looking for cars for so long you've been looking at houses for so many years your mom's just like just buy the fucking house right so like there's a lot a lot of work that goes into that um so again i think when you move to an area and you're looking for a gym or you've never been to a gym before and you're looking for a gym, the best thing to do is just go online, check out all the little dots that are around you that are CrossFit gyms, go to every single one, talk to either the head coach or talk to the owner or talk to the manager and say, hey, I'm new to the area, I'm looking for a gym, um, and here's what I'm looking for. I just want to come for a week, I want to feel the program out, I want to feel the coaches out, and I want to see if this is for me. And I think that whoever you're talking to a week free should like not be an issue. You should totally, totally be able to do that. So I actually was lucky enough to kind of go through exactly that situation because I started CrossFit when I was living in Chicago, going to school in Chicago. Um, I was there for like half a year. Me and my buddy, um, we both quit playing football. We kind of like need something to fill the void. Mm -hmm. And we were actually doing CrossFit for like the longest time at 24. Oh, yeah. Out there, and then we started like dropping weights, and we were doing like Murph in the middle of everybody, and people just started looking at us weird, and we're like, all right, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Ben Smith style. Yeah, totally. I like that. And uh, so, funny enough, first CrossFit gym we walk into was actually walking distance from the apartment that we lived at, called Winnie City CrossFit, one of like the oldest CrossFit gyms um, in America, and actually first one to open up in Chicago. Um, and we just like absolutely loved it. Like, it was just exactly what you were saying, the vibe was just right. We walked in, there was someone at the front desk greeting us. They gave us a big tour of the whole place, a huge facility, and gave us a week for free. And we just, we loved it. Like we immediately, like we didn't even check out any other places. Like it just felt like the right place to do. Plus at that point, we've never, we had nothing to compare it to, right? It just, yeah. We thought like that was a cool thing. Plus it was right down the street. Loved it. Super well run gym, just from the coaches to the GM, like everything was just very well done. So I move out here after living in Chicago for like a year and I start going to the gyms in my area thinking that every gym was going to be like that like I had super high expectations because I just thought like that's, no that's got to be the standard <clears throat> and I started walking into gyms and looking around I'm like what the fuck is going on like yeah. dude I walked into a gym um, it, I forgot which one it is it's, it was in Anaheim I walked in there was no one there I kept walking around, I went to the back, I went to the office, I went everywhere, and no one was in the entire gym. I've seen that multiple times. And, I'm, and the gym was open. Yeah. It was open. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So, um, I must have went to like six, seven gyms before finally settling on a place, and the only reason I picked uh, the Lumberyard at that time was the vibe. Yeah. First workout, like I just walked in, and it's funny because the day before, I went to another place. And I just really liked the facility. It was just a big gym. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really like this place. But then a buddy of mine that I played football with in Germany knew a guy that owned a lumberyard. So I was like, ah, I'll just, I'll say hi. I'll, I'll go by and check it out. And at this, po at this point, he was in the back of like these batting cages in like the corner of the batting cage. He didn't even have his own building. Hmm. And I did one workout and I just knew right away. Like it's, it's exactly what you were just talking about. It was the coaches. It was the vibe. 
it was the fact that like after class got over, people were just hanging around and kind yeah, of like, see that's really cool yeah you want to have that barbershop type of effect yeah exactly for sure if everybody wants to get in and get out and that's another thing that i i like to emphasize like if, if there's a get in get out vibe that's not really a, a true crossfit gen you want to have that hang around vibe and that's you know when you're out of college or you're out of high school i mean you're looking for that like community type of vibe and that's why a lot of people do either group classes or they want to get into CrossFit because they have that community vibe. I mean, think about what your life would be like right now or a lot of you out there who are into CrossFit if you didn't have CrossFit at all. I hate to say it like that because then it sounds kind of culty. But, <laughs> I mean, actually think about it. Like, there's a lot of people in the gym, including ourselves. Like, if you took away all of our people that we see on a daily basis, like, you probably wouldn't be hanging out with them after the gym. Probably wouldn't be looking forward to this event or that event. Yeah. Wouldn't be looking forward to your workout with all your you know, all your best friends at this time or that time. I mean, in our gym, I would say CrossFit is not a cult, but I would say the 6 a.m. class is a cult. For sure. <laughs> the 4 p.m. class is For a sure. cult. Yep. They're like their own little mini cults, and I think that's cool, and I, I think that's what creates like a really, really cool vibe. But um, I think the next topic we want to go to is the coaches, and since Yaya is one of, one of, one of my coaches at Chalk, uh, this is a great opportunity to talk about what good coaching is. Um. If it's your first time in a gym and, you're look, and you don't know what a good coach is or, you know, what kind of vibe they're radiating to you uh, or you don't know really what to look for at all. I mean, the, the biggest thing to look for is that someone who's coaching the class is basically taking time to talk to each person in the class during the workout, either once or multiple times throughout the workout. Uh, their warm-up should be super appropriate for what you're doing. Like, dodgeball is not going to be a great warm-up for snatching. It's super fun, and people do it every now and again, and you, you do get warmed up. But if that's like the common work common warm up you're going to be doing for workouts, probably not the right place for you. Um, another thing is that coaches have a really really keen ability on being able to show you different scales for different movements. Um, sometimes a coach can give you a scale that's super appropriate. But it also waters the workout down so much that when the workout is over, you feel like you didn't really get a workout. And that's like one of the biggest complaints about CrossFit in general is a lot of people who do these workouts, they're not really feeling like they're getting a workout. So, um, Got to scale for intensity. You got to scale for intensity and you have to scale reps or maybe you have to scale the weight or there's so many different things that you have to do for each person. And I feel like the longer you coach, every single person has a different scale. Don't you agree? Totally. Like, I feel like I could, I could be in one of the classes right now. I could just name any class and like, I could give probably six different scales for one movement yeah. to six different people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I know that if I give, let's say for a muscle up, let's say I do uh, like three ring dips and three uh, like ring rows. That's going to like for, for one girl, for a girl, I know that's probably going to be, they're going to scale it down so much that they're not even really going to get too much of a good workout. Yeah. But there's some guys who can do some really good ring dips and some really strong ring rows and that'd be a good option. Um, but if a girl can do a pull up, you know, maybe some burpee pull ups is a great option to keep it moving and keep the heart rate up and keep them going. Something like that. Um, those are really hard things to know as a coach. Like that's only something that comes with a lot of time put in. Don't you think? And with knowing the, the people too, you know? yeah, I mean, and knowing you the wanna, people. Every wanna, gym is different. Yeah. The scales that you'll do for any for for a gym is completely yeah, different. Absolutely, you just want to <laughs> give the people the feeling like they're gonna work walk out of the gym and they had a good workout. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a lot of people, like even at our gym, sometimes 
they come in and they're so new to CrossFit and they don't know what they're doing at all. Mm-hmm. And you kind of start scaling them and they're like, well, but I, I want to do the weight. Yeah, that's the hard part too. You know, and you you want to find that fine middle line where like they still feel like they got to work out, but they're not fucking just completely destroying themselves because they don't know how to do the movements. Exactly. Um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Well, I jump, I'll build a little bridge here for us. Yeah, go too. ahead. I still remember like when I started coaching at your place and like the first conversations that we had and um, it was funny because I was coming from coaching at another place and like you said every place is very different and like mm-hmm. the demands that they have on the coaches and stuff and I still remember sitting down with you and like one of the only things you said to me was just like yeah just just make sure your music is good like <laughs> your, your music has to be really good that is a and big one I know and I kept walking out I'm like what the fuck is this guy talking about like who cares about the music and then I started feeling the vibe, and it's like, yeah. oh, damn, it really is about, it's, it's, it's yeah. a lot about the music. And in our place, for sure, music is place, huge. It's huge, yeah. And it's just, you kept giving me little pointers where, like, at first I was like, dude, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Because when you go to your level one, right, you get taught, like, all right, you got to pay attention to this, and you got you to gotta do that, and um, scale this with this. And most of those things just don't work because it's so generalized, and it's so watered down for a lot of the scales and stuff like that where it's just like people don't care about that like people yeah. don't people don't want to keep doing ring runs people keep, don't want to keep doing this and this and this they just want to they just want to work out like just the majority of, of people don't even want to do classic crossfit anymore yeah classic crossfit guys is legitimately a five rep max deadlift for the day done yep legit for sure. all right another day might be a 21 15 9 and if you don't know what that means that's 21 reps of probably two two to three movements mm-hmm. and then you go th- 15 reps of those two to three movements and then nine reps of those two to three movements and then you're done and then you're done and that might be the whole workout for that day and there's a lot of people who follow this template which is fine but when you have people paying $200 a month for a facility they want to work out for the entire hour and then I think that's another thing that really makes chalk separate from a lot of other gyms is I have strength training and we have a conditioning uh, component and sometimes we even have like an accessory or like an extra credit work and I think that really really creates some pretty badass people who really really like to get their fitness on mm-hmm. and if I ever program anything that's not up to par trust me I'll hear about it yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> for weeks programming for me is like the most stressful thing ever like I'll spend like an entire Sunday just making seven workouts for CrossFit and another seven workouts for my conditioning class like that might take me like the whole day Maybe not literally in front of my screen for the entire day, but I might get like a brain freeze and I can't think of anything cool for a few hours and I'll come back to it. Or I'll go back and I'll change it. And I mean, there's not a lot of uh, gym owners out there really spending that much time on programming or they're borrowing somebody else's programming or um, they saw this workout that was really cool and they think that um, it would be good in their gym, which is not necessarily correct for everybody. I was talking to Yaya before we started the podcast and I was saying like how bad it sucks for some gyms when they program a workout that's so hard that legitimately no one in the class can do it. And I've been to a gym like that. Like if you guys are diehard crossfitters and you've seen the workout in eight, it's a 20 minute AMRAP and it's two muscle ups, which is on, which are in the rings and very few people in the gym can usually do that. There's four handstand pushups and then there's uh, eight kettlebell swings. So if I'm a gym owner... And no matter how much I want to convey to everybody in the gym that they should be this good and I want to push them to that level, I would still never program a workout like that that literally makes 90, 95% of my gym literally feel like shit because they can't do a muscle up, they can't do a handstand push up, 
And then the scales that people are doing for most of these movements are so watered down yeah. that you feel like you're doing like a circus act for 20 minutes. Well, it's not even like they don't feel like shit physically. They just feel like shit mentally. They just get broken down and just feel like they're never going to be good enough to like do this kind of workout. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, just, you just threw it at them mm-hmm. too early. I actually had a conversation with a member the other day about chalk specifically. And I think the reason why it takes you so long to program too is because you know your people so well. And you want to like cater to them so much. The workouts that we do at Chalk would never fit at another gym. At any other place. A ton of them, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's very specific to Chalk and the people here love it. Like the people yeah. love just like fucking getting their souls crushed and being left on the ground afterwards. Yeah. Right? And they love doing that. They love competing. They love going yeah. up against Our other people. Our workouts are fucking hard too. Like, yeah. They're super, super Dude, hard. Dude, I still remember the first time working out at Chalk. It was like, we did this EMOM and it was... I think it was 15 snatches one minute, 15 toes to bar one minute, and 15 cows on the bike one minute. And we just went through that like a bunch of times. Yeah, seven and rounds, 21-minute EMOM. Yeah. For sure. I remember that workout. Yeah. And, uh, I've done it with overhead squats as well. I still remember I finished on the bike, and I like did my 15 calories, and I just fucking – it was my first time ever dropping in chalk. And you're a solid athlete. And, I, I, and there's people in that class I thought I who was. fucking did that workout. Yeah, I thought I was a solid athlete. I definitely missed a couple of rounds. Yeah. Like soccer moms doing these workouts yeah, in my gym. Yeah, for sure. I still yeah. remember I got like six minutes in. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking cruising through this. Yeah. I'm breezing. And then it just hit me hard. And there were just like people next to me like looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I'm just screaming and sweating and dying. And on the bike, I'm just falling apart. And I still remember falling onto the ground after the last bike. Oh, I love this. Yeah, and I'm just laying on the ground. I'm rolling around. And one of my members, OJ, um, is standing next to me. And he just looks at me and he goes, go to chalk, they said. It'll be fun, they said. (laughs) (laughs) It is really cool. Like, our average member is for sure 99 percentile at most gyms. I mean, we have so many good members um, they really, they have really no passion for competing, but they're just like, they're, our average workload of people is just insane. It well, makes, they're competing every day yeah. at the gym, basically, yeah. so they don't need anything. Actually. They don't need the stage, but I mean, yeah. oh man, they love to, be, they love to get their asses kicked for sure. So, um, I think what I'd like to talk about really is why we feel like it's appropriate to talk about this right now and why this is such a hot topic and why I think it's really important to make this uh, like an entire podcast out of this conversation is CrossFit was such a cool name for such a long time. Um, And in the fitness world in general, you have these fads that come and go. You have Zumba, you have Orange Theory, which is pretty hot right now. You have CrossFit, you have traditional bodybuilding back in the 60s and 70s and 80s, um, which is starting to come back, by the way. But um, basically, everything is constantly, constantly changing. Um, And I think it's really important to not leave the fitness trend on a bad note. It's it's better to let things kind of evolve naturally and kind of just be on the, the best game that you have and have the best notes that you can. So I love CrossFit, and I love to tell people that I love CrossFit, even though CrossFit has shit on me in the past multiple, multiple times, which is fine. Um, I, but I, I really do love the program and I don't think that this is something that I'm trying to do just to make money type of thing. It is my career and making money is something I need to do, but I really, really like to tell people that CrossFit works because I really, really love to work out that way. And I can't really imagine going back to just regular traditional, um, 24 hour fitness or gold's gym because it's just, 
it just doesn't have the vibe that I want anymore. It doesn't have the feeling that I want anymore. It doesn't put me on the ground dropped in sweat anymore. I can't drop my weights. I can't take my shirt off. I can't That's a big one. have a cool community vibe. I'm about to take my shirt off right now. It's fucking hot. Um, <laughs> but I really, 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 really love it. And I, I think that it's sad when CrossFit is on your sign and it's on your place of business outside and it's, it's, it's part of pe- why people want to come in your gym and it's a negative thing. So at my gym here at Chalk, I don't even have CrossFit on the sign. And it makes me sad that I can't have CrossFit on the sign. But it also is intriguing to people when they see the sign and it doesn't say CrossFit. They just, it just says Chalk. And they're like, well, I wonder what this is. So they come in and they check it out. But what if CrossFit was starting to get a name for itself that was negative and they see CrossFit on the sign and they don't come in? And it's not, I don't think it's just a negative name. I think it's a lot of just what people attach to it to and what people mm-hmm. don't know about it. Um, there's kind of like that stereotypical CrossFitter that comes up in your head if you don't, if you've never done CrossFit before. Yeah, I think stereotypes right? is totally something we should be hitting for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, it, like for my sister example, my sister plays uh, field hockey back in Germany. She's on the national team, blah, blah, blah. And she, they work out all the time. And they actually She's not do... just on the national team. She's been to the Olympics. Yeah. This, this chick's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the other son. <laughs> talk about my sister first and then it's like, oh, we also have a son, but we don't really talk about him. Um, but... They do high interval training all the time. Like, they do Olympic weightlifting. They do high interval training. They do everything that basically they have gymnastics in there. Everything that makes CrossFit, they do. When she came to visit me over the summer um, and she told her coach that, like, yeah, my brother does CrossFit. I want to go to his gym a couple times. He, like, freaked out because he said, like, no, CrossFit doesn't fit into what we do and blah, blah, blah. You're going to destroy yourself. No, no, no. And it's like, you already do CrossFit. Like, you may do, you may call it something else. But it's exactly the same thing. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that when they see CrossFit, that stereotype comes up in their head and they just get repelled by it instead mm-hmm. of getting drawn to it. You know what's funny is I think right now actually the biggest thing um, is high intensity interval training. Right. And Orange Theory, who is probably the biggest franchise right now, I would say like not the biggest, but they make the most money right now in my yeah. opinion. They like to market themselves as high intensity interval training even though they're not because it's like it's kind of like more like long slow duration stuff okay. in my opinion um they do intervals for sure 100 percent. but it's 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 a lot longer um but either way you guys heard like uh the acronym hit h-i-i-t or hit training or high intensity interval training that is crossfit <laughs> like it's so amazing to me that someone can say something negative about crossfit like your sister and, and his coach yeah. when the most popular thing in the entire world right now is literally an acronym of what CrossFit actually is. CrossFit, by definition, is really just the sport. Um, I mean, it, it has its own definition too, which is very similar to high-intensity interval training. Yep. But really more than anything is it's it's created its own sport. It's like basketball or it's like football or something like that. And they've actually created a national team now. If you guys know James Fitzgerald, OPT, he's actually created a national team. Um, and then they're trying to make it an Olympic sport. Um, but what I'm trying to do here basically is to convey to you guys that CrossFit is not a bad thing. And if you do want to go to a CrossFit gym or you do want to try out a new one, these are some of the things that we just went over that we think that you should really, really be looking for. And Yaya got lucky in Chicago. He went to his first gym, said, screw it, this is the one, and that's it. Um, He did make a good move because that is a great gym. I've heard about that, that gym, multiple times. It's a great place. Um, But for those of you who think that you found the right one on the first shot, I swear, I still just go to the next one, spend a few weeks figuring out which one you want to go to. You don't know until 
you really, really, really see them all. Yeah. And like you said, before we started the podcast, it's if you're moving to a new place, basically every gym is going to give you at least a week for free. So best case scenario, you're doing CrossFit for like two months for free. Yeah. You're meeting new people in your area because you go into a bunch of different gyms. And at the end of all this, you're going to find the perfect gym. Yeah. And like I was saying as well, um, for how much time you spend in the day, you have eight hours working, eight hours of sleeping, um, you know, that, that little wind down period that you have before you go to bed, there's, there's really like just a few hours of the day where you have like some prime time energy and you want to like lash out on something. I think going to the gym is a great thing. Um, but I also think that that gym that you go to should be adding to your life. You should be learning something every day. Um, there should should be doing a new workout every day that you didn't really you weren't really sure you could finish. You should be like mentally getting stronger, physically getting stronger. Especially if you're new, you, it's not uncommon to be doing PRs. If you don't know PRs, it's personal record on a lift like almost every week yeah. on a snatch or a clean. Or you should be learning how to snatch a kettlebell or snatch a dumbbell uh, or throw a wall ball correctly. Or maybe your coach even tells you how to run. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny nowadays how, how important people, like, how important it is to have good form in all of your lifts, and no one tells you how to run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, your parents tell you how to hold your fork when you eat food. No one ever tells you how to run. There is certain ways to run. Hopefully, you have a good enough coach who watches you do a 400-meter run outside the gym, and they notice that your arms are swinging side to side, and you look like you're, you know, falling out of a 40-mile-an-hour vehicle. <laughs> I've seen it. It's really, really bad. I've actually seen someone tear the meniscus in their knee... Running a 200 meter. Whoa. That's how obscene their, asphalt. their running gesture was. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so there's that, you know? And, um, and yeah, I really, really, really just think that people just don't really have the knowledge on these things. And they just, and someone needs to say it because there's so many gyms out there and everyone's trying to make money. And if, if your friend goes to this gym and they like it, they're going to try to get you to go there, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right one. And just There's just so many things that just bother me about so many gyms out there. And like, I think right now the biggest thing is too, and I mean the whole CrossFit hype kind of started in Southern California, so mm-hmm. it's been here for a while. So I feel like now we're seeing the next stage of like what's going to happen in like the rest of the country because we're seeing a lot of gyms close right now. Which is great for... You know, which is good for CrossFit because it's putting like the bad gyms. It's kind of like natural yeah. selection, just putting the bad gyms out of business. But in my opinion, I th- I think what's happening is when that whole CrossFit hype started, there were a lot of people who really loved working out as a CrossFit athlete. They thought they were going to regionals, going to the games, whatever it is. And in order to fuel their lifestyle, they open up their own gym. So they have their own gym just so they can work out forever. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're good business owners. It doesn't mean that they're good like leaders or anything like that. That's a really, really good point. So there's a lot of people who they have the gym just so they can work out and everything else is just kind of like a side business to them, Mm -hmm. right? And I think the biggest problem that comes with that as well is that people don't understand that to 99.9% of people out there, CrossFit is just like an hour of the day and they love it and it's just where they meet their friends, but they don't want to go any further. Yeah. They don't even want to do local competitions. They could care less about regionals and some people don't even know what the games are. Yeah, or so, who Matt Fraser is. Who Matt Fraser is. People don't. People just don't know. So I think there's a lot of coaches out there who just don't understand that, and they kind of see people just like working out and kind of taking workouts at like eighty percent, and they don't respect them just because they think, well, they're not pushing themselves to the best of their abilities, blah blah. blah. And it's like they don't have to. They're just there to have a good time with their friends, and they're still getting a great workout in, and they're going to feel awesome about eating tacos at night and drinking beer because they know they they worked out that morning, mm-hmm. and they just felt great. 
And there's just a lot of bad gyms out there for that exact reason because one, the people that own the gyms don't really care about their members. They just care about their own career as an athlete. Then two, these people are knowledgeable enough to lead a class. Just because you're good at the lift doesn't mean that you can teach a lift. Just because I can squat 500 pounds doesn't mean I can teach you how to squat. Those are two completely separate things. If anything, if I'm really bad at something, all the things that I struggle with personally are the things I'm best at as a coach because I've done so much research on them. Like my snatch used to be really bad for a while. My muscle used to be really bad. So I've watched hundreds of thousands of hours of YouTube shit. And now I know the most stuff about it. I've always been able to squat. Yeah. So I've never watched somebody teach me how to squat. I just know how to squat. Mm-hmm. Right? So but there's I had a lot to, going on. I had to get it. I had to yeah. go as a coach and learn how to squat so I can teach somebody, not for me, but yeah. so I can teach it. A lot of people don't care enough That's about A lot that. of people have horrible, horrible squat. Horrible squat. squat there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. yeah. And let me, let me say one thing to round that whole topic off. If you as a coach can't relate to your member and you feel like, oh, this guy is just not listening to me or he's not uh, performing a lift. Like I told him to keep his elbows up. He's not getting his elbows up. If you as a coach can't get through to your athlete, it's not the athlete's fault. It's 100% your fault. You have to find a different way to say exactly the same thing that you have been saying. Just say it differently. Try and like relate it to the athlete. Figure out who that person is and what drives them, what gets them going. Why are they here? There's so much that like, so much more to these people that come to your gym every single day than them wanting to be games athletes. They all have different reasons why they come. They want to look better. They want to play with their kids. They want to feel better. They want to have more energy throughout the day. And I think to be a good coach, you have to figure out for every single person what that exact reason is. And that's exactly what you'll feel when you go to the right gym is you'll know that that coach knows exactly what to say to you no matter what you just did for your kipping pull-up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably the most, probably probably one of the harder things to teach. You see people go up and they just do these obscene different things. Um, And I feel like I say something different to almost every single one. Yeah. Yeah, there's some you just kind of, you laugh with them, you like Mm -hmm. approach with humor and then there's others like you know you can't laugh at them. Yeah, you you know you can't joke with them. Yeah, exactly. You gotta like keep it serious. (laughs) Can't say something sexual. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which just happens in our gym a lot. But yeah, every every person has its own little like trigger, and you just gotta find it. Yeah, for sure. I think I think uh, becoming a good coach is a lifelong process. I coach classes now, not as much as I used to, but even now I still learn stuff on a daily basis about about coaching classes, and I still will learn stuff from my own coaches about being in their warm ups. Like they might do something in the warm up that I've never even seen before, or never thought about doing, and that's really really what makes a really really great gym is. Uh, a lot, a lot of variety, a lot of laughs, a lot of community, um, good music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just constantly like striving to be better. Like our coaches, I feel like at Chalk, um, we want to get better as coaches just as much as we want to get better as athletes. We're not there. I, I didn't take this job because I want to go to regions or because I wanted games and because it just fit into my lifestyle. I took this job because I genuinely have a passion for coaching and I feel like all of us there do. Mm-hmm. And we just constantly strive to like be a better coach as much as we're striving to be a better athlete. Yeah. And I think that goes back to when I did not have a gym and I didn't really have much at all. But I knew that when I coached classes, I could show people that this was something that I was really, really passionate about and something that I really, really loved and I enjoyed. And to me... As a coach, if you're someone out there who's, you know, inspiring to be a coach, to me, 
in any gym that I ever worked at, which was multiple different gyms, it was literally embarrassing to me. I was actually embarrassed to not be the best coach in the gym. Like I wanted people to come to my class and be like, fuck yeah, Ryan's coaching. Like I cannot wait for Ryan's class. Like, and that was like really, really important to me because I didn't really have very much else going on. And I had worked really, really hard at being a good coach. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. But, you know, something my parents always told me is whether you work at McDonald's or you're the garbage man, you just, you do it the best you can. Somebody will notice and something will happen for you. And I, and I literally took coaching to personal training to owning a gym all because I literally coached every class as if that was my gym, as if it was the last class I was gonna coach. I screamed as loud as I could. I tried to do as many cues as I could. I walked around that gym so much that I thought my fucking legs were gonna fall off. I coached every single class whenever someone went out of town. I asked as many questions about everyone as I could. I feel like even now, I don't coach as many classes, but I feel like I know what probably 90% of my gym does for a living. I feel like um, I could probably call 90% of my gym up and ask if they want to hang out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like those are really, 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 really important things. And to me and for anyone who's aspiring to be a coach, it should be something that you really, really put a lot of energy into. And I don't think that you realize either is when you're in a, when you're in a gym like this and you're a coach and you're aspiring to be something else, you're with you know, 300 people or maybe you're a smaller gym and you're, you have 150 people, but those people are all spending $200 a month. These are people that you're surrounding yourself by who are pretty successful in life, most likely. And they're making a commitment to come to your gym. And they're making a commitment yeah. to come to your gym. So, um, like myself, I mean, there might be someone in that class who has the ability to change your life. Maybe they give you the job that you've been looking for for your entire life. Uh, it's never my goal to have one of my coaches leave my gym and go open another gym or, you know, go be the CEO of Apple or something. That'd be really cool if that happened out of my gym. But like people get like ridiculous opportunities just from working as hard as they possibly can and showing people that they love what they do every single day. And I think that's so, so important. And because we have a personal connection with everybody in class, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not just up there and dare to people in class. We're like just, it's one big mush like we're part of the class whatever class is going on it's fucking nuts and even when we work out everybody loves it they freak the fuck out when yaya works out or when i work out or when aaron works out they're like fuck yeah you guys are working out this is awesome you know it's insane like it's just such a crazy crazy vibe and i just like all i want is for like 30 percent of our vibe to be at every gym in the world and i think crossfit would just be booming yeah but um like like you said too it's the the biggest issue right now with people having bad gyms and kind of like putting that bad rep out there is if someone walks into a gym who's never tried CrossFit before and they do it every week and the people at their at this gym don't know what the fuck they're doing and this person gets injured. Oh, right? that's the worst. Then they leave and just like we were talking about before, they tell their five friends like, do CrossFit fucking sucks. Like I got injured doing a deadlift my first week and now my lower back has been hurting for like two months, right? Then those five friends tell five more friends and from there the whole CrossFit name Besides the connotation that we already have with all the stereotypes, now it gets an even worse rep because it's like people are actually physically getting injured doing CrossFit because these people running classes and running gyms just simply don't know what they're doing. And it's putting the gyms that are actually doing good things in a really bad position. Here comes the scariest number that we're going to say on this whole podcast. And Yaya doesn't even know what I'm about to say. But I'm going to ask you, how 
or not how, how, what is the percentage of gyms you think that are out there right now that do not belong existing? I have my number in my head. How many, what percentage of gyms out there do you think literally should not be open? I want to say 80%. Okay. That's pretty good. I would say 90%. Yeah. That, but I'm a gym owner and I'm, uh, you know, I'm biased. Yeah. So 80 to 90% of gyms out there, 80 to 90% in our opinion, do not belong being open. This is why it's so important to try them all out. And this is why it's so important to do your research. Because 80 to 90% in our opinion do not belong being open. Isn't that mind-blowing to think of? That's pretty crazy. But yeah, that's that's, that's 100% what I feel like. Like when I moved out here and started trying out gyms, that was exactly the result that I got. Went to seven gyms, five of those shouldn't even be here. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the craziest thing, listen to this, my buddy... Shouldn't even be here. Shouldn't even be here. My buddy travels a lot for work, and uh, he still lives back in Chicago, and he's basically, for like half a year, every single week, Monday through Friday, he's gone, and he's in a different place. So he does CrossFit. He will sit down the weekend before he's going to a place, and email like five to six gyms. Call, email, whatever, try and set up something with him. Because he doesn't want to pay drop-in fee like every day. Like, it's like, hey, can we set up something for the week? I mean, for five days. Yeah. What can we do? You know how he decides what gym he goes to? Who writes them back? The only gym that will answer. Yeah. And that's a massive thing, too. Yeah. There's one gym every now and then that will answer. He's like, all right, I guess I'm, I guess I'm going to this gym. Like, that will just show you how poorly run 80 to 90% of the gyms out there just are. Yeah. And there's another thing for those of you out there who are an actual gym owner or your head coach at a gym or your coach at a gym in general, and you've ever heard of someone thinking about hiring a desk person, if your desk person signs up one person that month of working, it's most likely worth it. If they answer the phone to sign up that one person because they were going to call somewhere else if you didn't pick up, which they're, which they're going to do. They have probably three gyms in front of them. They call you. You don't pick up. They might leave you a message, but they already called the next gym. So that's that's why I think it's so important to have someone at the desk. I don't always have someone there at the desk. I wish I did because a lot of us pick up the phone the majority of the day. But during the heat of the day, I do have someone at the desk. Um, And I think it's so, so important. She even tells me sometimes, like, I'm so bored. Like, you sure you don't want me to do this? Sure you don't want me to do that? I'm like, literally, just man the phone. (laughs) Like, whoever calls that thing, I want you to be stoked. I want you to tell them that this is the best place in the world. Um, and I want you to tell them to come in and give it a go. And I think if, if that's something you've ever been thinking about, I think you really, really need to think about how valuable that could be. That's something that Jason Kalipa, he's like one of the best gym owners or CrossFit gym owners in the world. He says that you absolutely, no matter what, have to pick up your phone. That is a massive, massive deal. It and sounds like such a simple thing to do. It's so people ridiculous. Just can't, people just can't do it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Even if you have to wire that thing to your cell phone and you're in freaking Africa, pick the motherfucker up. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can do. Yep. All right. I think that uh, hits, hits pretty much yep. everything. All right. That's real chalk, bitches. All right, you guys. And that will wrap it up. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We really have a lot of fun making these. And hopefully you guys have just as much fun listening to them uh, and listening to us just kind of pouring our brain mush all over you guys everything just kind of comes to mind as we're chatting i know we kind of go off topic at the very end here a little bit too but um hopefully this was informative if you're looking for a place or if you 
um, are just not sure anymore if the gym that you're going to is the right gym with so many options out there. So yeah, let us know how you guys liked the episode. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe, like, review, all that stuff. And we're always looking for new topics to do um, in the following week. So if you guys want to leave us a comment, if you guys want to hit us up at CrossFit Chalk, at Yaya's View, or at Ryan Fish on Instagram, um, just leave us a comment send us a dm let us know what you guys want us to talk about and we'll be sure to make it happen all right guys see you next week